0: Hello there! Welcome to Casual Fridays, the podcast where themes are discussed through storytelling, personal anecdotes, personal experiences. I am your host, Dada, and the podcast is brought to you by my channel, my YouTube channel, I Read Aloud. On my channel, I read fairy tales, short stories, fables, children's stories, poetry some Arabic poetry as well. And uh, if you like such content, please make sure to subscribe to my channel. You can find me under at I Read Aloud on YouTube as well as on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. And this Podcast is now airing not only on YouTube, but also on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Amazon Music, and on um, Samsung Podcasts as well. Uh, If you would like to access RSS, that is my main uh, streaming um, uh, platform. I'm also on listen notes, so whichever platform you feel most comfortable with, you're welcome to visit and follow my podcast, which is every Friday. Today's episode is titled Life with My Dog. My dog's name is Evie. It's a female dog. And... I decided to bring you this episode just to uh, shed some light on some challenges and rewards of having a dog in your life. Keep in mind that I live alone with my dog and definitely this might present some more challenges because I don't have anyone to help me raise her and train her. So um, we'll discuss this throughout the episode. Let's start at the very beginning, though because Evie was a rescue dog, and uh, she had been to two previous homes before I um, took her. She was eight months old when I adopted her, and I had heard about her through um, my sister-in-law, who at the time had adopted a golden retriever of her own, also a rescue dog. And before um, I had adopted Evie, I had never raised a dog. I had raised cats before. I am telling you about Snowy because after him, I could not connect with any other cat. I tried to raise two other cats after that, and I just had to give them away to other homes at some point. Um, and so when I was in a bit of an emotional slump um, right after the COVID years, I needed to feel love again, I I needed to, um, you know, have uh, a pet around, and so I thought of uh, getting a dog uh, instead of a cat, and I'd heard that dogs needed more attention and more care than cats, but um, I didn't really know what it entailed to the T until I actually got my dog, and she's been with me now for almost two and a half years, and so now we are at a beautiful place where we've bonded and we have, you know, this beautiful connection and we understand each other. Um, but it has been uh, a ride, so to speak. Anyway, so when I decided to adopt my uh, Evie, they had sent me a photo of her uh, when she was about to be a month or two uh, old. And so I saw, this, I saw this cute white puppy, you know, totally adorable. And I was like, yeah, OK, I can do that. And I drove for like an hour and a half to, to um, the place where her foster home was. And she wasn't at the house when I arrived. Apparently, she was out doing her business. And so uh, they invited me in for a cup of coffee. Before we sat down, Evie arrived. And at the door, she had reared up. She was on a leash, and she had reared up on her hind paws. And I looked at her, and I was like, that's not a dog. <laughs> that's a horse. Am I going to bring a horse into my house? <laughs> I was totally shocked. But then I decided, okay, you know what? Let me calm down. Okay, the dog is excited. And okay, she's fully grown at eight months. She was almost, you know, her full size. And I decided to actually sit, and have my cup of coffee and, and see what happens. So Evie went in and she ran around a bit. She, you know, sniffed and kissed, you know, uh, different family members. Uh, and then a minute later she came and she lay at my feet and she slept. And I was like, wow. Okay. I can handle a dog who is so nice and quiet and can't sleep. <laughs> so I decided, I decided to adopt her. And she really went with me uh, so, so smooth. It wasn't something difficult to do. I just put her on a leash and I asked the owner to stay in her home so that, you know, Evie would not be torn between two people. And I simply, you know, walked her down the stairs and, you know, opened my car door and she went in the back and That was easy, okay, so I brought her home. And my first rookie mistake was that, um, because I was so overwhelmed at what had happened, I left her, uh, as soon as we got home, I left her alone for like an hour. Went to my parents' house to just, you know, talk to my mom, tell her what had happened. And the poor thing had even more anxiety. Already she was in an anxious anxious, um, state. And I left her alone. Of course, unbeknownst to me, that it would cause her more anxiety. And you see, when you don't have uh, like a path to follow and and you know a lot of directions, you do tend to mess up some things. But it's okay. We 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 went past that afterwards. So, um, I came back home and uh okay, she was putty trained, luckily for me because she's eight eight months old already. Putty trained. She didn't chew on shoes, so all those stories about chewing on shoes I didn't live them. But I didn't know that Labradors were major chewers. Anyway, they would chew at other things. It's not necessarily the shoes. So one morning I woke up and she had chewed a part of a couch. Now, luckily, um it was an outside couch. It was like on my balcony. It was an old couch. And I was, you know, thinking if I should get rid of it anyway. So when Evie started chewing at that couch, it had a lot of wood, um, Obviously, and she loved to chew wood. So, uh, I decided, okay, I'll leave the couch for her to chew on. But I trained her not to chew any other, you know, um, furniture. And luckily she understood me. I don't know how. Don't ask me how. I would just like follow her around, telling her no and take her to that couch. And really I was just, you know, following, following my instincts and, uh, reading a bit of things online, following some trainers online, on social media, and somehow I put things together, but really I was a, like, a total novice at the whole thing. Now, <laughs> at one point, after she chewed most of the couch, uh, she, I noticed that, um, you know, at first I thought it was anxiety. And she was chewing at the couch because she was anxious and she was scared in this new environment. And that's why I allowed her to chew it. Um, and I thought, okay, fine, you know, let her, you know, feel more at ease in this home. It's her home too. But then I learned that actually uh, it's not really anxiety as much as um, inactivity. Uh, as a puppy, a Labrador requires a lot of hours of exercise, and I had no idea about that for like a month or so. And uh, she had so much excess energy that she ended up chewing a lot of the couch out. So uh, when I learned that it was mainly inactivity that was her, her problem, um, I actually ended up taking her for long outings, like two to three hour outings. Now. I am lucky that um in the area where my parents live, uh, I can take her off leash there's um you know it's a safe area, a few houses around, but not many cars, and there's um a forest area around so. And, and again, don't ask me how, but uh, for some reason, I think partly because Evie was afraid that another owner would leave her as well. Um, She's always come back to me when I've called her. So she had excellent recall. I don't know if she was trained uh, for that beforehand, or I just fell into, into that uh, again uh, by mistake. But um I've always, I've never faced a problem, you know, with her coming back when I called her. And so um she was lucky to have that space where she could, like, run around. We had also uh, at my parents' house, our neighbors who have uh, dogs, and she actually became friends. She's friends with them to, till today um, with a few other dogs. And so she has, it's not sort of like her dog park, her, you know park where she can play and she can run and now of course after two and a half years people know her there are a couple who don't like dogs so they kind of you know alert us that they're around so we would like you know leash her or uh, call her back but otherwise you know uh, people would come they now come and they call her and uh, where are you if she goes to them and they pet her and she has friends now human and a canine alike Well, she's not really friends with the cats. Unfortunately, she chases them all the time, but I guess that's her nature. What can I do? (laughs) And yeah, despite, you know, all the activity she was getting, she was still chewing a bit of the couch, but not as much as before. And one day I woke up and saw like the whole part of the handle of the armrest, uh, gone. And I was like, how did she manage to chew that? It was really a lot of wood in that, in that part. And then I realized that the poor thing had actually had a, Peeing accident, she had peed uh, on the armrest, and so she wanted to hide, uh, you know, any evidence of that. So she had gone and chewed at all the wood and the fabric around that area to hide uh, her accident. The poor thing, and um, this brings me to the to the potty accidents because. They are inevitable. No matter how uh, much you train a dog to to go potty and to, to go outside the house, uh, there are bound to be accidents. And you have to live with them. You have to accept them. The same goes for vomiting. Your dog is like a human in that area. If you overfeed the dog, it's going to vomit. If uh, it has a bit of a cold, it's going to vomit. If it gets too warm, it's going to vomit. So you have to always watch, you know, what she's doing, what she's eating, how much she's eating. Like Personally, with my dog, I don't uh, feed her just one meal a day because I've noticed that with one meal, like one big meal, she actually uh, ends up either having a lot of indigestion problems and hence... She lets out lots of gas and that is not something uh wonderful to smell. Uh, or she vomits sometimes when she has a big meal. So now I split her me her, her meals into two two smaller meals a day are perfect for her and she doesn't have any digestive problems and and she really, rarely vomits um now. Which is a good thing. Um so and going back to, to the uh, potty accidents, um, if, if you think about it, humans go to the bathroom um, at least three four times a day. Um, so to expect a dog to just go out once or twice a day to do its business um, doesn't really work. You need to take out the dog three or four times a day easily. And actually, my dog drinks a lot of water, and I don't like to deprive her of water. I don't want to like, um, keep her away from water so she won't uh, have to pee. Uh, I don't want her to have any kidney problems. I don't know. That's the way I think about it. So I let her have as much water as she, as she wants. And so she needs to go out three or four times a day easily. And sometimes, you know, I have a lot of things to do. And sometimes I, I really, I'm out of the house for six, seven hours straight. Uh, and I can't take her out all the time. And because I live alone, I don't have anyone to come in and, you know, help me take her out. So I've designated a place for her to, you know, do her accident. It's like an empty room in my house. And she knows that that is the place where if she has to go, she goes there. She tries to hold it in, I've noticed. I just don't go unless it's really like an emergency for her. Uh, you know, dogs are are like that. But at least, you know, I go check that room and I know that she wouldn't uh, go anywhere else which is great for me. I know, you know, I have all the cleaning rituals <laughs> in place and it works out fine for me. And I want to talk to you about uh, food, dog food, because when I first adopted Evie, she wasn't used to having dry food. She was used to um, eating rice and other grains uh, with um, you know, chicken stock or beef stock and some meats uh, that were cooked. And so, you know, of course, it's difficult for you to change a dog's diet when the dog is used to something to eat, uh, you know, uh, since it's a pup. So she didn't have any dry food at all at the beginning when I got her. And so I always have to cook some chicken and and, uh, you know, meats for her so she would eat. Uh, but once i sent her to daycare for a weekend i had um, a camping um, you know event and um, i think there she saw the other dogs eating you know dry food even though i had sent her you know her meals in in bags um uh, but I was surprised uh, a few days after she came back from um, daycare that she ate the cat's dry food at my parents' house. And so I was like, okay, that's interesting. I think, you know, we can work with a bit of dry food now. So I introduced to her the, the dry dog food and she wouldn't eat it alone, but now I can mix it with something else. So... I would do, like, half dry food, half chicken, let's say, cooked chicken. Um, like, half dry food, half something else. She loves sardines, by the way, I don't know why. She hates tuna, but sardines, you know, she loves them. So, anyway, um, so it's actually much easier now for me because, you know, the amount of cooking I have to do for her has lessened by half, which is a lot. Then, of course, I have to warn you about dog hair. It gets anywhere, everywhere in every nook and cranny, it flies in the air. (laughs) No matter how many times you sweep the house, how many times you brush your dog, and if he has short hair, Labradors, you know, don't have long hair. And despite all that, hair is everywhere. In my clothes, even though she doesn't get on my bed, I even have, you know, some hairs around, you know, there lying on, on the bottom of the bed sometimes, whatever I always have to use. You know, the sticky brush thing. Anyway, so you have to be always aware that dog hair is going to be an issue. And if you put your dog in a car to take her, you know, uh, places, that is also a big issue because not only the hair, uh, it's also her claws. They could, you know, ruin your furniture. So even though I do have uh you know, like kind of a harness thing that covers the whole back area of the car. When she jumps to the front, you know, she could I mean, she has ruined a bit, you know, the the, the dashboard with her with her claws, her nails, you know <laughs> But, you know, again, this is part of having a dog in your life. Some things you have to fix at one point and what can you do? There's no going around it. As for Evie's outings I have to take her out every day for an hour now So when she was a puppy she used to require two to three hours a day uh, but when she, you know, about a year a year and a half ago when she turned two almost you know um, she um, required less activity which is great for me <laughs> I do play with her fetch a bit in the house sometimes but uh, otherwise that's the only exercise she gets and I know that Many dog owners say you don't have to take out a dog every day, and, um, you know, it's fine. And really, when I've been sick, sometimes she would stay with me at the house for two, three days to be an angel. And she would just, you know, um uh, sleep most of the time. But I know that she is happier when she actually goes out and runs around. So um even if I'm exhausted, you know, I take her out. And, and you know the saying, um, come hell or high water? Yes. Whether it is hailing or scorching hot, I take her out I eat anyway. But of course, I choose times where uh, the heat is the least. For example, like in the summer... I follow the sunset time. So I take her out only a half hour before sunset. So my outing time with her changes a bit, you know, following the sunset time. Um, And of course, in winter, I try to choose times where there isn't like a a lot of rain. I look at the weather and I choose. I know if I know that in the afternoon, there's maybe lots of hail or rain. I try to go out in the morning. And so I work it out that way. But all I want (laughs) is for her to be happy because really when she is happy, I am happy. In the end, dogs love having a routine. And uh, really, her routine makes both our lives much easier. Um, (laughs) It's a paradox, but it's the discipline equals freedom paradox. (laughs) And uh, really, because when, um, you know, with her expectations managed um, through this routine, I can go about my day um, in a much calmer and a much more efficient way i only have to make sure that her needs are met first so when her needs are met her cuddles are met in the morning i can still have my coffee in peace okay for example um when i take her out on her outing i know i come back i feed her and she will sleep and so i have my evening free and i can you know either go out or stay and work and do whatever i need like now i'm filming and she's sleeping on her bed and so she's expended her energy and so i have you know my alone time and it is really uh, you know you have to manage you know understand your dog your dog's needs and work around it and then you can meet your own needs <laughs> so in a way yes she goes first and um sometimes uh uh you know a friend calls me and i'll say 6 p.m to go out and i have to do two things i either um ask if it's okay to go out at like 8 or 8.30 so I can take her out for an hour before then. Or I ask if it's okay to take my dog with me on that outing uh, because she hasn't gone out yet. And so it depends on the friend and what they feel most comfortable with, and we work with that. And I'd like to tell you a bit about... Um, Uh, How I cuddle with my dog because I don't lie down with her on a couch or on the floor I'm never at her level when I actually pet her and I don't for me. This works I, you know, because in a dog pack you have the alpha male and usually the alpha always sits on a higher boulder than the other, the rest of the pack. And I felt, I feel that this works best for me in my relationship with her. Um, some people negate this and say it doesn't matter, but, um, it worked for me and I, I do this. So when I pet her and cuddle with her, I'm always on a low chair. In a seated position, and when she needs to actually, you know, hug, you know, uh, hug a part of me and uh, put her head and rest and sleep a bit, I give her my foot or my arm, you know, so she could do that. Um Very few times have I allowed her to, you know, come up a bit on the couch and like lay half lay on my belly, and you know, I play a, a bit with her face and neck, but I don't like doing that a lot, honestly, mainly because I also Become drenched with hair. <laughs> and then I have to to spend half an hour cleaning myself at the couch. <laughs> but anyway, uh, people have different, you know, ways of cuddling with their dogs. Some people like their dogs on beds. And personally, I don't like that. For me, my bed is sacred. I have an issue with that. I like to shower and go to my bed and I want a clean bed. I wouldn't want my dog there. And it's also kind of helped me because When I want some downtime from Evie, if she gets too excited during the day, I know that if I go and lie down for 10 minutes, she'll calm down and sleep. So it's also been an effective way for me to manage her, you know, uh, her, not anxiety levels, but her energy levels, uh, let's say. My dog constantly tests me, though, I have to tell you, especially now she's in her teenage years, and the teenage years, you know, are. Uh, the, the worst space for you to be tested as a dog owner and um, so for example she's not allowed in my bed and she's been on my bed uh, three times in the past year when i when i'm not around um so i'd be in the kitchen and then i'd you know s- surprise her and see her on my bed and she would you know freeze <laughs> she knows she's not she's not allowed there but you know i i'm against hitting a dog or being violent with the dog so really just using a stern a tone of voice and insisting you know on, uh, on her getting off the bed and repeating the term naughty girl i'm not happy with you you know with a stern voice and then not giving her a treat, for example, for that afternoon, it works great. And, you know, the last time she went up on the bed was a few months ago and she hasn't done it again. And now I even leave, at one point I used to close my bedroom door all the time, but now I leave it open and there's no issue there. And, you know, I can't tell if she's been up on my bed because she leaves a trail of hair everywhere. So (laughs) another thing she tests me with is toilet paper rolls. When she was younger, uh, she's still a puppy. She used to um, punish me when I left the house by going through a a toilet paper roll. She would just, you know, um, tear it to pieces all over the floor. And for her, that was like my way of being punished uh, because she's not allowed to play with the the, the rolls. And so um, even just um, a few days ago, she got aggressive with me with one of her toys and I just put the toy away in a drawer, so the next morning, can you imagine, Like almost 12 hours had passed on the incident, I woke up to her destroying a roll of toilet paper, and I knew that was her way of telling me, you know, yeah, you took away my toy, I'm going to take away your paper roll, (laughs) and, you know. But it's okay, you know. I just also, you know, in a very stern voice told her, no, Evie, it's not allowed, whatever. And I took it from her literally her mouth. She was growling a bit at me even, but you know, like that's it, it's not for you. And I threw it away and you know, things are going to happen, you're going to be tested again again and again. So uh you have to be patient and to always, you know, retrain the dog. And that's the idea. Um, that I want to make also it's very important that you always have to be training your dog. You cannot think that you trained your dog once uh, a few months ago and that's it. it's going to be trained for life. The dog will always test you in something or the other and you always have to be vigilant and constantly aware of any problem areas, of any unwanted behavior. So that you, can, you could correct it immediately. If you don't do the correction immediately, you're going to lose the training little by little. And then it would just be as though she wasn't trained at all. So if you've had this fairy tale idea of what getting a dog entails, I hope that this episode has helped you figure out that uh, it's really a responsibility. Uh, because what i thought was going to happen when i first got my dog was i'll take her out once a day you know to do her business and maybe take her out for a walk you know a half an hour walk on a leash and that's enough and the rest of the time she'll be in the house cuddling with me on the couch and sleeping and that's it <laughs> that's that's really how i thought it was gonna go but it's not, not bad at all in the end it's a beautiful thing to have a dog i'm not saying it doesn't and. I wouldn't give Evie up for the world. Even if I travel or wh- wherever I go, she's going to be with me. No way. But if I have a long day, you know, um, uh, if I find to like spend a lot of time outside, outside the house, uh, let's say 10, 12 hours, I take her with me. No way. I'm not, I'm not going to leave her in the house alone for that long either. So, uh, it's not about, you know, um, uh, I'm not doing this to tell you that. Oh my God! Don't get a dog. No, it's a beautiful thing. You will have such love from your dog, such loyalty, such beautiful moments, a lot of laughs. She makes me laugh. I can tell you. If I could be in the worst mood and she do something, I would just like burst out laughing. She brings joy into the house. Really, she's she's just a joy to have, and that makes up for all the responsibilities. But you have to be very aware of the responsibilities. And that's why when some people are given the fairytale version of having a dog um, and they view the reality of the responsibility, and they end up giving up the dog or even you know letting it out on the street and it becomes a stray. Um, and that's really sad for the dog. You don't want to do that to, to this beautiful soul. So you have to be aware that you're responsible for your dog's health. Not only take on to take the dog on vet visits, but you always have to look uh, and and look look on her fur to see if there's anything, any any insects, any uh, I don't know parasites, anything that's there. I'm, I'm, every single day I brush my dog and I make sure that there's nothing stuck to her. Um, and you also have to keep her clean, uh, you know, the way that's best. You, each dog is different. Um, you have to be also responsible for the emotional well-being of the dog. Because when I don't pet uh, Evie enough during the day, she becomes anxious. She ends up barking so much more. She is upset and she doesn't really uh, obey my orders uh, that much. And when I give her the affection she needs and when I give her all the love she needs, She becomes a wonder in the house. All she uses is the affection, so her emotional well-being is very important. And it is your responsibility as well to take care of the dog's socialization. Uh, The dog needs to socialize with other people and with other dogs, and that's so important as well. And you also have to be responsible for the habits of the dog, good and bad, and that's where the training also comes in. In the end, I really believe that a pet chooses you. Um, Evie chose me by laying uh, at my feet that day, and that's why I adopted her. And if she hadn't done so, I probably wouldn't have taken her home with me. Um, If you work at a relationship with your dog to reach a level of synergy and comprehension that suits you both, your life with your dog could be indeed a rewarding and sweet one. This brings us to the end of the episode today. Next week, we will talk about what is happiness. Until then, I wish you a lovely weekend, and I send you lots of love, and see you next Friday.